Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no different. I have Miss Chelsea Zahn from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chelsea, welcome to the show. How are you? Very well. Here in Pittsburgh, there's some sunshine. Really appreciate you having me on here today, Ahmad. My absolute pleasure, Chelsea. Chelsea, before we um, get into your day-to-day and what, and what you're currently working on, Let's go back in time, Chelsea. Who was Chelsea as a young lady at school? Oh, well, we won't go uh, back that far, um, but maybe we'll, we'll start in, in high school. Um, I was a track athlete in high school. I, uh, I threw hammer, discus, and, and shot put. Um, did a little high jump, did a little bit of uh, sprinting. Um, led me into an opportunity at Duquesne University here in downtown Pittsburgh um, for a scholarship to, to mainly just be a thrower for the team. So, um, you know, that ultimately led me to, you know, majoring in sports marketing and getting interested from, from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, I think as, um, I think as a female in, in the sports industry, to have these opportunities growing up to, to play sports has really uh, played an incredible role in my life. Um, which I'll talk about here in a minute, but, um, you know, juggling being a, a student athlete and for those who are listening to this, who are student athletes know how uh, much more challenging it is to juggle school classes. Um, you know, being on the track team really caught me in a, in a corner in the sense of I was only able to have internships in the summertime. Um, so I felt a little behind, you know, d- during some instances, uh, compared to my colleagues when I was in school. Um, but ultimately, you know, that led me to, uh, to working for the Pittsburgh Passion women's football team. It's a, uh, full women's tackle football team that, uh, uh, is, is pretty much se- semi-professional, um, has a couple of championships, is pretty popular among the, the 30 other teams around the country here in the United States. Um, really gave me the opportunity to get flexible and, and uh, do a lot with them that, you know, again, led me into actually playing for the, the team for three years um, as a defensive end and, and doing really well with them. Um, and then, you know, ultimately that uh, opened up a role uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers from, from the business side of things. So, um, you know, to go back to your question, Ahmad, about just kind of talking about me and um, sports has been a huge part of my life. You know, we make this joke here in Pittsburgh that, uh, you know, you're born with a terrible towel, um, in your crib and in the hospital. And, uh, it's so true. And to really, um, you know, carry that experience and that tradition and, and really my understanding of the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they're such a fabric of who we are as, as Pittsburghers, um, it's just, it's just a passion that I carry with me every day and working with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, um, and ultimately being a fan and, and of sports and, and football. Well, a uh, bit of a journey, which, which, <laughs> which, which is always great. Uh, let's, let's talk about being a female in a sporting organization. 
predominantly dominated by males. Take me through the journey coming through from internship to becoming an executive. What, what was that like? I mean, sh- share that with us because there's, I mean, there'd be thousands of other females that would love a position like yours. So, you know, take me through that journey. Give us some insight. For sure. Um, I really appreciate you asking that question because I think, you know, that that context and, and sharing that experience is important, um, even in, in 2020 here. Um, when I was working with the Pittsburgh Passion Women's Football Team, I was surrounded by women. Um, so it was a very encouraging environment. Um, you know, I, I really held a leadership role in, in managing interns, being the director of marketing for them, um, you know, making and building relationships with local media and, um, you know, politicians, city officials, et cetera. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer uh, and Pittsburgh Steeler Franco Harris is actually the co-owner of the team. So I even had some experience working with him, um, you know, during those years with passion. And when I started working with, you know, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, it was shocking to me at the time that, um, you know, this is, gosh, seven, eight years ago now, uh, the, the, the staff was primarily male, and it, the staff was also primarily um, skewed a bit older, right? And it was an interesting environment for me at first because um, you really had to navigate how you wanted to hold yourself professionally, right? Um, and for me, in my mind, it was I don't want to be treated like a female, you know, if a guy wants to pick up some boxes or carry something heavy, I'm gonna go ahead and do that as well. Um, I didn't wanna be treated any differently than, than a male in, in these roles that I had as, a, as an intern. Um, although I believe in chivalry, it's just you know a point that I guess I make. Um, but also, you know, it's sometimes scary for people in general to speak up in meetings, to, to talk to you know the directors in the office, the CEOs, the vice presidents in the office, and it was just something that never really intimidated me. Um, from the jump, I wanted to build relationships, be curious about these people in these roles, and you know I think that stood out um, in regards to me being called back to interview for a more full full time role with the Steelers and the sponsorship department. Um, and the other thing about that, Ahmad, is, you know, one thing I really like to share with people is that, you know, when you are in a meeting, you need to, to speak up and, and let people know from the jump, from day one and working with these organizations that um, you're not afraid, that you're confident, that you, you know, believe in the decisions that you're making, you believe in the words that are coming out of your mouth, believe that the things that you are doing are going to better the organization. And from there, you build respect. Right, you build credibility, and that's extremely important in, in the world that I'm in in regards to client relationships. You know, managing these accounts, dealing with you know CEOs all the way down to you know executive assistants. Um, you're the face of the organization, and and you really host a level of credibility and confidence in regards to these partners working with you and and what you represent for them. So. Um, it's definitely a, an interesting experience, but it doesn't really have to be different um, than what a uh, male figure goes through. But obviously in the seven, eight years that I've been here, we've hired more women, um, we've become more diverse at the organization. And for me, it's just, it's just so exciting. 
um, you know, to just to have some of the best of the best people working at the, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, impressive. What does you, your, your day-to-day look like? Um, like, I'm, I'm a young person looking on the, on the outside. I want to get involved and become a partnership uh, manager, director, whatever. What am I expecting? What's, what, what does my role look like? Sure. Um, it's different every day. And, I, and I'm sure some of my counterparts have, have mentioned that, but to me, that's the most exciting part about this job. That's what keeps me coming back into the office every day, every season, every year. Um, I wouldn't change one thing about how this role works in, in partnership activation. Um, whether you're a manager, a director, a coordinator, a specialist, um, your job is different every day for, for many reasons. Um, we have different partnerships every year. I mean, obviously the goal is to retain those partnerships and have multi-year deals, um, but assets change, ideas change, um, you know, new business comes in. So based on what you're assigned, you know, and what accounts you manage, um, you have very different experiences. And, you know, I, I like to mention this a lot in the sense of, you know, when you come into this, this role, you understand sports marketing, you understand game day presentation, you understand, you know, sponsors having booths outside of the stadium before you walk in. Um, but what you don't understand is how much you actually have to learn about these companies. Um, you know, I use Ford as an example in one of our, our, our major partners, um, you know, longtime partners of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I've learned so much about the auto industry and sales in the auto industry, um, the behaviors of fans buying vehicles. Um, and to me, that makes me smarter in my consultation with, with Ford to say, hey, if you're trying to reach this, this, these fans, these audiences, let me use my expertise of a Steelers fan, you know, of Pittsburgh, of the, you know, the, the Steelers nation, and help you develop better marketing advertising um, to really, you know, increase your attention you know, grabbing the attention of those fans to your, to your product. Um, same goes for the food industry, you know, the grocery industry, um, casinos, uh, fantasy. Um, you know, we're learning about sports books a lot this year and, and, and those types of fans. Um, you know, everything from packaging to ketchup, obviously, um, consumer products. So, you know, again, that's my favorite part of this job, that you get to learn so much more about the world of business, economics, fan behavior, um, which makes the the daily job uh, different every day. Um, Obviously, you have your times of the year. And and again, I don't mean to be repetitive of of some of these other podcast interviews, but, um, you know, in the off season, as you would mention, you know, we really take the time to analyze our assets, right? We like to analyze what digital platforms or mediums or assets perform best. Um, in regards to developing ROI, um, what mediums are fans connecting with the most? You know, are they on our Steelers mobile app? Are they look, checking in on our Facebook the most? Are they opening up our emails more? Um, we also like to analyze everything as, as a marketing agency would and, in, in, you know, what verbiage in these um, creative assets are, are encouraging fans to click on these digital advertisements more. Um, you know, all the analytics that go behind into, you know, the assets that we sell, 
um, I find to be such a fascinating part of, of what we do here at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, because at the end of the day, Ahmad, you know, you have to prove return on investment to these partners and prove to them why, you know, not only is it beneficial for them to sponsor, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's, it's beneficial for them to sponsor our team versus other teams in the league um, versus other teams in, in the Pittsburgh market compared to the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Pirates. Um, I will say I have great relationships with them, so this isn't uh, <laughs> as competitive as I, I probably am coming off, but um, it's really interesting that every day you get to be a part of something different, whether it's, you know, again, a really sponsorship activation focused, or even if it's, you know, focused in sales and what you're helping the sales team and developing their presentations and, you know, suggesting new ideas to them to really bring in some new partners. Interesting. How do you balance the, how do you balance so many different activations? Um, your, your, your channel, I know we, we spoke about this offline a bit, but really like you guys could be hit with tens of brands. We're talking 50, 60, 70, some, sometimes over a hundred. How does the partnership team sit down and work out basically how do we make sure each brand gets a positive ROI? Because that's a crazy task within itself. Yeah, um, I think this is two part here. Um, I think selling point number one, being a student athlete, you already know how to multitask, right? You know how to be organized, you know how to be detail oriented. Um, you know, you know how to set small goals in order to achieve bigger ones. And, you know, to take that skill level into your career um, is extremely beneficial in this industry. Um, you know, some years, you know, I could be managing 25 accounts. Some years I could be managing 35. Um, you know, we have a team of, you know, a couple of more uh, people in my department that, that also manage accounts. Um, you know, so every year is a little bit different from that standpoint. But again, I put a lot of, you know, part two of this is I put a lot of emphasis on our department has an incredible relationship with one another. Um, it's made up of, of males and females and of, of all ages, really. Um, and we take a lot of time to develop our relationships so we understand how we want to work together. And that really comes down to over communication um, with one another. It's, you know, really understanding what our roles are, right? And whatever we manage. For example, I manage um, our digital and, and social media assets, it, it, you know, from a sponsorship standpoint. And it's very important for me to understand that I need to continue to analyze these assets in order to educate my peers so that they can con consult better with their partners. Um, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of education with one another on what we manage, you know, how we can it's better. Um, but we have, like I said, I think it's vital to have great communication, great relationships internally so you can um, manage things in a more organized way. You know, we really plan out 12 months of what we have to do. Um, and we tweak that every single season so that way things are more efficient. Um, we're working on them sooner. And uh, when it comes down to, you know, consulting with our clients, we have plenty of time to, to do that. Awesome. How has the how how have you seen the industry evolve in your time and involvement with the with the Steelers? Sure. Um, 
know, I think when I came into the Steelers seven years ago, um, the selling strategy was very different than it is today. Um, we've brought on a amazing director of, of sales and activation who just has um, a very creative mindset on, on selling strategies and marketing strategies um, and really challenges us to, to do the same. Um, and I think, you know, seven, eight years ago, sponsorship in general did not have big sponsorship activation teams. Um, it was really just a focus of salespeople and they were doing the selling and they were doing the activating of the partnerships and they were doing the renewals. So, you know, now that we've been able to separate that um, and really create some good focusing areas, uh, it's been really beneficial to us. But, you know, now we are really non-traditional. Um, you know, we understand that every partner is different. Um, we have to get more customized in what we are presenting to these partners based on their goals, their objectives, the needs that they need solutions to. Um, so again, you know, to me, although it's creating more busy work, you know, because you have to take time to really, um, you know, I, I just give an example. Um, it's not so much logos on signs anymore. It's putting, you know, video commercials together and video shoots together and, you know, being involved in, you know, these custom contests and these custom um, educational programs out in the community. So again, there's such a variety of things that you need to educate yourself on. You need to be an expert in, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you have to understand that you have to make it as easy as possible for these sponsors, that they barely have to lift a finger to, you know, be involved with the partnership. You really want to make it easy for them. Um, so again, seven, eight years ago, selling was more traditional. It honestly wasn't as much work as it is now to be more customized, more strategic. Um, but again, I love it. So I, I could never complain on, on, on the way that sponsorship is, is moving forward. Very nice. What challenges did you face or what, what, what were the biggest challenges that you have faced over the last seven to eight years you know, during, during this journey? Do we have two hours? <laughs> um, no, it's not that dramatic, but it's very interesting as I sit here trying to think about like one thing that I felt has been pivotal to, you know, it happening and becoming better from it um, or doing something better because of it. Um, you know, I think, I'm sorry, I'm just taking a second here to think about this. Take two. Um, yeah, I... I'll just go more generally here um, because okay. I think this is important here. Being in client services is tough. Yep. Being, you know, around, you know, people who are passionate about their partnerships, people who need to make money and, and drive new customers and retain, you know, customers from these partnerships is, is very important. Um, so there have been situations in the past few years that, you know, Things have, you know, an event has gone a little bit wrong. Um, you know, a player has been late to showing up to an event. Uh, you know, situations where, you know, something was missed when, when a social post had gone off. Um, you know, but again, it's really understanding how 
you respond to the clients. Um, you know, and I really like to share this in the sense of you have to be a solution person, or at least you need to learn how to be one. Um, you know, it's, it's not good to be defensive with a client, right? And to act like you're, you're right and they're wrong. Absolutely not. You could lose a partnership like that, right? Um, you know, you have to always remember that you are the face of your team. You're the face of your department. You're the face of your colleagues when you're dealing with these partnerships. Um, so you really need to learn how to listen. You need to learn how to, you know, understand why the client feels like they're having an issue or why they feel like they need more. Um, and again, if you can give them a solution on the spot, great. And if you can't, um, you need to work quickly to provide them with some type of solution and really learn from the mistakes that, that have been made. And, and I th also think it's important to admit when you're wrong. Um, although we all strive for perfection and, and strive to be the best at what we do, um, a lot of things in this business happen out of our control um, based on team performance, based on how fans react to something going on during the game that a sponsor was associated to. Um, and again, you just have to, you know, provide a solution and, and really listen so that way you can develop better processes and, and improve what you're doing on a daily basis to essentially prevent these, these challenges. Solid, awesome. How do you see the industry evolving moving forward? I heard you ask this question a lot on your podcast. Um, yeah. Say something different here. I think COVID aside, um, you know, I I want to focus more on on partnership activation in the sense of, you know, this is this is not a a job where you can just check box things off, right? Um, where you are just making sure that assets are fulfilled and, and you're done for the day. Um, I still think that there's a lot of that mentality in, in sports sponsors. And, you know, the thing I always keep in the back of my mind is that I'm competing against all these other NFL sponsorship teams. I'm competing against the sponsorship teams that are in, in the market. And um, at the end of the day, you need to uh, educate yourself. You need to be specialized in every single thing that you sell um, because you never know when a partner is going to ask you something um, and you just don't want to be caught off guard and not have an answer. Um, also, you know, in regards to retaining sponsors and, and creating a differentiation of your team versus others, you know, I think it's important to be, you know, one of the smartest and to have as much knowledge as possible to, um, come off with, again, that, that credibility that, hey, the Pittsburgh Steelers know what they're doing. Um, they, they know who their fans are. They are applying it to our sponsorship and making us feel very confident about partnering with them. Um, you know, and again, I just think that that's how sponsorship is, is evolving. Um, we're all becoming smarter and more creative um, than, than in years past. And the other element of, of this role too, just as a reality to everybody, um, you know, sponsorship activation is, is being a salesperson. Um, you might not go in with any sales training. You may have not come up through ticket sales or, or sponsorship sales, but you know, you need to try to unlock opportunities that could potentially make more money for your, for your group. Um, and again, when you're the front line with your partnership and they're like, Hey, 
I heard about this event. I, I might want to get involved. Okay, great. That's a potential opportunity where we can make more money. Um, so to learn, you know, skills around selling, um, negotiation, um, you know, building those relationships, it, it's, it's just really something that um, I think people really need to start preparing for as it pertains to, to focusing and sponsorship activation. It's not just like I said, checking the box and ensuring that assets are, are fulfilled. It's, it's so much more than what it was a few years ago. Makes a lot of sense. Nice. Um, there's many people who would aspire to become sport, sport professionals as in executives, uh, be a part of these larger professional teams. You know, there's huge hype around them. People want to be a part of them to experience it. What's three pieces of advice you can give to someone looking to build a career in sport? Not as an athlete, as an executive. Mm -hmm. um, the, the pieces that of, of advice I have are really, you know, advice that I, I really try to carry and every time I, I talk to anybody. Um, thing number one is that you need to be coachable. Um, you know, you, again, going back to client services and, and just relationships internally, um, you can't be defensive. You should be striving to receive criticism from your peers, from your bosses. Um, so that way you can better yourself. Um, I think we've all met people that get defensive and it makes you feel uncomfortable and then it makes you feel like you can't, you know, work with them or trust them or, you know, it, it just makes it tough. So you know, being coachable is, is just a skill and, a, and an attribute that, that is very beneficial in this industry. Um, two, I would be open to working for non-professional teams. As you begin internships or job shadow, um, you know, look into those semi-professional teams, look for those minor league teams, because from my experience, you will get way more experience and responsibility working for those teams compared to a semester internship at a professional sports team. Not that I'm trying to demean that experience because I had a great one with the Steelers, but um, again, I go back to my experience with the Pittsburgh Passion and really managing, you know, their, their content, their game day production, um, you know, driving fans into the stands for their, for their team compared to, you know, working with the Steelers and my responsibilities were just more limited. Um, so be open to, you know, not being so picky. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little biased. I've, I've honestly never had an internship outside of Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm just lucky that we had so many sports here. Um, and I was able to really accomplish a lot in, in the city. Um, but also don't be afraid to, um, you know, go to another city and, and explore a different team um, if the opportunities just aren't shaking out for you where you live. And the third thing, Ahmad, is um, something that, that I really appreciate from college students, even high school students, or even anybody who's just graduated. I appreciate so much when they reach out to me and want to talk to me and just want to um, learn more about sponsorship activation, sales, the Pittsburgh Steelers, football, whatever. Um, because again, I go back to what I had said in the beginning a little bit, you never know what type of impression you're leaving on anybody from any conversations that you have. 
Um, my opportunities with the Pittsburgh Steelers have all come from the impression that I had left as an intern um, and an, as an assistant for the sponsorship department. Um, and I believe in that wholeheartedly. Um, I've had about 10 or 12 conversations with students who are seniors and juniors um, during this period of, of staying at home. And uh, there are definitely a few people that really stick out to me based on the conversations that they've had. And, you know, to me, if there's a new opportunity that arises with the Steelers, I'll at least have them top of mind to reach out to say, hey, um, you might be a good candidate for this job. Go ahead and apply. Um, I remember some of the things that, that, you know, I learned about you and I think it would be great. So um, I continue to encourage people to connect, make connections, listen to these podcasts, really learn about these, these positions to, uh, to build a network and, and to ensure that this is something that you want to get into. Well, I think there's a, a big, a big nugget in that one, people. Um, get, get in touch with people like Chelsea. You never know, you might end up with some sort of position. <laughs> I highly encourage it. I'm, I'm very open to anybody reaching out to me on LinkedIn if they want to uh, host a Zoom or a Teams or a go-to meeting or, or just a phone call. Which is a perfect segue into, into our next question, actually, and our last one. Um, if people do want to reach you, where can they reach you online? Well, they can find me among 70,000 people at Heinz Field if they, if they prefer um, on game days. But uh, LinkedIn is the best. Um, Ahmad, if you wouldn't mind sharing my, my LinkedIn profile. Of course. Um, I, I'd appreciate it. But I will give you a piece, uh, everybody a piece of advice. Don't just connect with me. Leave me a message. Leave me a message of, you know, why you're connecting with me. Um, I, I don't mean to, to be uh, a jerk, but I just, I rarely, you know, accept people's connections unless they leave me a message or, or really give me a reason of why they're, they're trying to connect with me. It takes a couple of seconds, so it's all good. Um, Chelsea, I'll have your, your LinkedIn uh, link in our show notes. Um, you've been amazing, Chelsea. Tons of insight. Lots to learn from, lots to think about a few doors opening for young people looking for interns and positions. And most of all, you've got an amazing story. Uh, firstly, I want to thank you very much for joining me on, on a podcast and give you any parting words, any last words you'd like to share with our audience. Um, well, I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win their seventh Super Bowl this year. Well, sorry to everybody out there. Um, you know, let's go Steelers, but, uh, Oh, you're doing a great thing. Um, keep up with these podcasts. I listen to them um, just to see if I can learn a thing or two from, from my counterparts in other leagues. Uh, you're doing a great thing for, for students who are really trying to break into the sports industry. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Chelsea Zahn from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?